0: Hey, this is Brian Wampler from Wampler Pedals, and you're listening to probably one of the best music industry podcasts, Third Pod Music.
1: Third Pod Music starts now.
2: Hey folks, it's Ryan with Third Pod Cast again, coming back at you not so live, from Third Rock Music here in Cincinnati. I am here, we are here, with uh, an awesome gentleman named Brian Gearing. Gearing. Gearing, yeah, no G.
0: All Irish, not German. Ah, see?
2: <laughs> with everybody here in Cincinnati being German, it's it's. it's I get that gearing. a lot. But he is with uh, Ricochet Digital Marketing, and uh, he is a marketing guru. He's going to help us out, talk about uh, how we can be marketing our music and our bands. Also here, as always.
1: Hi, this is Lee.
2: Lee it, is here with us.
1: I am. I am here once again.
2: It is so awesome to be back with you all. Um, we got some really great questions to ask uh, and hope that this information becomes valuable to you and hopefully we can find out some other interesting, uh, possibly uncomfortably personal questions about Brian.
1: You guys can't tell, uh, but Brian looks great, and I just want to try and (laughs) convey that because it's important for me uh, that you guys know that he brought his A-game today, both physically and mentally.
0: Can you tell my wife that?
1: uh, She's probably listening. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) probably not.
0: (laughs) He's a good-looking cat. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. I think that's
1: really the important thing. Yeah. He weighs less than us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, um, so Brian, if you would, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, I got the opportunity to meet you a couple weeks ago. I was really blown away by your expertise and knowledge in, in, in digital marketing. Uh, he's with a company called Ricochet Digital Marketing. And, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, th- first of all, thanks for having me on the pod today. It's a first timer here, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I own and operate Ricochet Digital Marketing right up the road here in beautiful Loveland, Ohio. Uh, I've been in business about two and a half years now, specializing in social media advertising for local businesses. So it's my goal to help local businesses make more money utilizing effective social media advertising, meaning Facebook and Instagram first and foremost. So it's, uh, if you've ever been on your Facebook newsfeed and you're scrolling through and you see what looks like a post, but right below it says sponsored, that's an advertisement. So that means that that business has paid Facebook to reach you, and I am in the business of creating those, launching them, monitoring them, troubleshooting them, and uh, doing what I can to create the best advertisements possible that help you grow your business. But in the case of music, we're looking at growing your fan base.
1: That's exactly right. I was thinking uh, it would be very nice for local musicians, singers, songwriters, bands, uh, even management companies, booking agencies, venues to hear firsthand from somebody that's an expert in the field on how to grow their business, to build their brand, how to gain followers, uh, via, you know, the social media aspect of things, uh, which is, which is ruling the world.
0: (laughs) That's very true. Very true. Uh, and Facebook and Instagram is an incredible place. For you to be seen. Uh, Anyone who's in music already understands the importance of social media um, organically. But there's an entire other side, a back end that's paid. It's known as paid traffic. Getting people who may not have otherwise been connected to you organically. They're going to find you because you've paid Facebook a couple shekels to come to say, hey, here we are, here's our stuff, do you like it? Um, To to put that as bluntly as possible. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. So is there there like a pay by click or are, are we talking like this is an overarching kind of thing you pay for, pay for it a month at a time or do you pay like every time like somebody clicks on you at Google or Facebook or something like
0: that? So Facebook is not necessarily based on what's called cost per click or CPC. Facebook is on a auction basis. So when you are um, going to create an ad, and you are setting a budget. Facebook asks, "How much money do you want to spend per day?" Um, when I, with my clients, I recommend um, fifteen dollars per day minimum because you are going up up against other people who are competing for this ad space, and Facebook wants to know how serious are you, and basically, how serious you are you are is based on how much you are willing to pay. Um, Now, that's not to say that you can't see success with anywhere from $5 to $10 campaigns. It totally depends on what type because there's 11 different styles you can choose from. Um, For example, in video view campaigns, which are going to be very important in the music industry, you don't necessarily need to pay through the nose to get those scenes. Um, and it also depends on your area. Um, it depends on how you are um, on how you're organically positioned already. Facebook, the algorithms take that into account uh, a considerable amount.
2: So if um, if I wanted to do a video thing and I put, let's say, you doing me and I like the voice behind it, it's going to do much better than if you put my video of me
0: on there. So it would be. <laughs> Let me see if I get this straight. Mm. So you're Literally, <laughs> you're just a better looking guy than I am. No, no. So
2: uh, no, no, no. I like. So how, how how would a how would a metric of that work? Like how does? Uh, so what's the difference between like um, like the video base and like just a normal like? I'm, I'm going to use the term clickbait because <laughs> because I know that because you like the way it sounds.
0: Yeah. I kind of do. Do you feel like you're clickbait, Ryan? I do, like, <laughs> I. And I, what
1: happened next was, yeah, in <laughs>
2: crazy. Yeah, it, well, to me, it was like, like you click on the picture of me and you see me, like, like getting one of the many concussions I've had in my life. In music. What? Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I'd like to hear that story. Most of them were when I was in youth ministry. It was like getting cross-tackled into the ground, or is that the common? F- mm-hmm. The first time I tried wheelies, remember the wheelies, the heelies, like, heelies, heelies. Yeah. yeah, I did that. That was terrible. That was a great. That was a terrible. We're idea. bringing them back. Yeah. Are you really? I don't know. That'd well,
0: someone cool. has to. It,
1: well uh, Brian could get around faster and, and help people out with this thing if he could get you know on, 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 on heelies.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do heelies work? No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: How do you advertise for Healy's? Yeah, can do that. no, no, no. <laughs>
2: but uh, I guess like, is there is there a huge cost difference between video base and and just like a normal advertisement?
0: Do you mean like just using a video versus an image? Yeah. Um, no, not at all. There, well, it, it's negligible. The, the the cost what Facebook ends up charging you is it's what you set. They won't exceed that budget per day. But where you will see be able to see savings is how engaging is your content. Um, if you're, let's say you're only spending $7 per day, but you have a killer video, you're getting tons of social proof, which is like clicks, comments, and shares. If you're getting a lot of that, Facebook's gonna lower the cost mm. that, uh, it's called the CPM, so cost per 1,000 people reached, or cost per impressions. The lower that is, that's Facebook telling you, hey, we're only charging you 9 or $10 to reach a 1,000 people, versus if your ad's kind of crappy, and the engagement isn't fantastic or the, there's not a lot of clicks on it, they could be charging you $30, $40, $50 per, impression, per 1,000 impressions, which is not great. Um, so I- if you're working with a professional who understands the metrics, you can look at that and say, hey, we need to fix something in this ad because it's not performing. Um, you know, If that CPM is up around 40 then you can look at that and be like, man, our copy must stink or the creative might stink. Um, there's other metrics that you can look at. I don't want to get too into the weeds there, but... Uh, that's one way to distinguish. So whether it's an image or a video, it doesn't quite matter in the eyes of Facebook. But I can tell you that video overall is king. You know, the future of Facebook mm-hmm. is video. Um, so and I imagine in the music, music industry, video is huge. So you've already got, a, you know, a foot in the door when it comes to videos. So you can do combinations of both. It depends on your budget. But video is going to get you the most eyeballs. So I
1: found it very interesting uh, when I spoke to you before. I thought, well, I'm boosting my posts. Uh, we're boosting posts and, and so I'm advertising on Facebook, and you corrected me on that and said that's uh, that's not the same.
0: Correct. Uh, nine point nine times out of ten, boosting a post is gonna be a waste of your money. Um, to just give a little history, a boosted post was created a handful of years ago when Facebook realized, hey, we have an incredible ads platform. Lots of businesses, lots of companies are seeing great results. However, the big thing is that the people seeing those results are big national brands, um, medium to large size businesses that have a marketing department that have huge budgets. Those are the people seeing the results. We're getting lots of feedback from small businesses or um, you know, smaller entrepreneurs like bands or musicians who are saying, well, man, I don't have that budget, I don't have the know-how to use what's called Business Manager, the platform that you actually create ads on. And Facebook said, well, First of all, damn it, we still need to get their money, so let's find a way to do that. (laughs) So they said, let's make this as easy as we can and call it advertising. So they created the boosted post. So any Jim Bob Joe can create a post and Facebook says, hey, why don't you send us 50 bucks a day for however many days you see fit and we'll show it to more people. Okay, well, you're looking at a complete, uh, I call it diet advertising because you don't get the extensive uh, targeting capabilities you don't get the extensive metrics um, that you're able to read, and you only get one campaign choice, which out of eleven, depending on what your goal is, it's not very good. And they don't even tell you that. Like they're they're like, this is information we don't think you need to know, so we're not going to tell you. Um, that campaign is that campaign type is called engagement. So um, the people that are the majority of people that are going to see that are people who are like, click, comment, shares, which is fine, but they're not necessarily um, going to take action. Um, So whether that's signing up for your YouTube channel, subscribing to your to your uh, email subscription—that's this action that these people have proven in the past that yeah they'll like your stuff, but they're not going to take any action any further action. Um, So when you're boosting a post, that's the type of thing it's doing. Now another problem there is um, the reach is going to be far less because they only let you set. The people that you can reach in a day is going to be capped based on your budget that's going to get spread out over however many days you advertise versus a daily budget. They're going to reach the max amount of people that your budget will allow per day. When you set an end to that campaign and you tell Facebook, I want you to spend $50 over seven days, that's only going to be a few bucks each day and you're not going to reach the amount of people you could when you're truly advertising.
2: So um, when... So f- the first thing I heard is, um, if your print or your um, your creative side is awful, then your results are going to be awful. So the old like the old uh, any any publicity is good publicity. Now like we need to we need to have you, you need to have something interesting on there.
0: Well. Uh, it depends what type of campaign, what, what your end goal is. Um, you know, if if your goal is to build your following, build your fan base, um, then you want to feature your work, which is, you know, if you're a band, it's going to be your music. Um, so if you're using a video, you know, a fair, hopefully a well-done video of you at your last concert, or you let's say you just dropped a new song and you've got a video track of it, that's what you're going to want to feature. You, and when it comes to music, you're not going to need a ton of copy. Um, Some industries need copy. They need help from copy because people are like, well, that's a cool creative, but I don't really know what you're selling or what you want from me. Um, When you're running like a video views campaign, when your goal is to get people, for example, to your YouTube channel, you don't need much copy. Be like, hey, Cincinnati, our newest track just dropped. Check it out below. There's the video. They'll watch that video, and then there'll be a call to action button that will take them to your YouTube channel, and from there they can watch more of your videos, and hopefully they'll subscribe if they like your stuff. Um, so when it comes to, um, if you don't feel creative when it comes to copywriting in music, I I don't think you need to be that, you don't need to have that bone in you. As long as you can get it out there. I'm not saying it can't help because there's, there's a lot of things you can do to be creative when it comes to copy. And it, it might not just, if your goal is to sell more merch or get more ticket sales, you might have to do a little bit more, but when it comes to video, you can do a lot of your content in that video. Uh, for example, if you are, um, uh, announcing a, a release of a new song or you're announcing a, an up upcoming concert date you know they just added to a tour um, you could get the band lead, the lead singer the drummer somebody get them on just a live a live feed and say hey so-and-so coming from so-and-so just want to announce to all all you fans that we're stopping in Anderson this week we get we added a new a new tour date here it is That's the content, right, in that video. So all your copy needs to be is new tour date. Check out the information below. And boom, there's your lead singer that everybody loves. They're going to get the information from the video.
2: Nobody loves lead singers.
0: (laughs) How about (laughs) drummers? There's a bunch of Ringo fans out there? They're (laughs) even worse. (laughs) A band representative. How about that? A band representative.
1: (laughs) So uh, how would a band or a musician, singer, songwriter, how would they get started um, working with you, working to get – Things into um, into into motion to to further grow their their aspect of doing things.
0: Yeah, so I you know working with bands and musicians, I treat it just like uh, any other client or any other business client that I have. Where we sit down and I have a meeting with you one on one, and I want to learn everything about you and everything about your your music, how how you're situated, um, what your goals are. That's going to be my biggest questions are: What are your goals? You know, is is your goal to Simply grow your list. Is your goal to um, have more subscribers, more followers? Is your goal to book more gigs? Is it to make money? Do you want to become a rock star? I want to know what your goals are so we can work backwards.
2: So uh, how then, like, I mean, because cause as musicians and stuff, um, we have kind of a niche. So how do, you, how do you best serve that niche marketing? Like, how do you... Um, how do you make sure that the, your content is reaching the correct fire the, for
0: the, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where um, after that initial meeting I have with you is we agree to work together. I'm going to sit down and say, all right, so who are your biggest fans? Who's your who's an avatar of your ideal follower? We want to find more people like them. And that's where I'm gonna hop into Facebook and I'm gonna utilize the incredible targeting capabilities that Facebook gives us access to as advertisers. Um, the big one there is gonna be interest in behavior targeting. Um, as everyone knows, Facebook has all our data. Whether you like it or not, they have it, right? As an advertiser, I freaking love it because we get to use it to help people make more money. And it's, it's incredible. Um, but they are able to know what you're interested in by your actions that you take on Facebook, your actions that you take off of Facebook, your actions that you take online, anywhere else that isn't Facebook. And uh, if, if you listeners have heard of Cookies out there, they reside on everybody's web browser, and they track where you are and what you do on any given website. And companies purchase that data, like Facebook, and they provide it to advertisers, so they can better target market or target the people that are in the market of who they're looking to sell to. Yep. So when it comes to music, you can use that information and say, uh, let's say you're a rock band, you're looking for people who are into classic rock, you're into uh, metal rock, any type of rock. That's your person you're looking for. You can go into Facebook. Geodes and, say, and you know yeah. different. <laughs> what about right.
1: slime let me ask you this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The other day, Ryan says, Lee, you know, he's, he's talking to me over downstairs. He says, Do you know where I can get cat mittens? And I said, Excuse me? And he said, You know, mittens for my cat. And I said, I'm Getting not sh- sure. I, you g- Google it or something. But later on, uh, on, on my Facebook page, an ad for cat mittens popped up. Um, so I, I was able to Boom. tag him. And First of all,
2: this is a fabricated story because <laughs> oh, Dang I dislike cats. Me too. A lot. Oh, so you guys... Uh, They're the just, worst.
1: Just, We just lost half of our uh, podcast listeners. I <laughs> kind, I'm kind of
2: okay with that. I don't
1: <laughs> Target market? West yeah. West yeah. Is <laughs> Target market,
2: dog lovers. <laughs> yeah. Ditch market, elephant lovers, That's right? There you go. No. <laughs> But But yeah, so uh, that was actually another question I had. Like, I know that... Um, so I have to say, I don't have the Facebook... I have an Instagram Good for you, man. That's right. I, I, Fight I, the power. Yeah. So I have an, I have an Instagram because I know I understand as like, as part of my profession, like you have to have some sort of digital footprint as a musician, as a salesperson, as somebody who is constantly trying to engage and communicate to certain communities of people. Um, but, like, I don't want to, like, I'm not the type of person who, like, kind of consumes in that. And, like, I'm not trying to hook up with a girl from high school that I never, you <laughs> but know. But you could. I could. You, you know. And she'd just see me now. Um, <laughs> I'll put a picture of you up there. Maybe she'll meet me. <laughs> that changes um, everything. <laughs> yeah. Like Pete Nokia
0: on those Geico commercials. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, like, how does uh, like say to the to the the average person who, um, doesn't use that particular platform but uses Instagram or or something like that? Is there is th- is it completely mm-hmm. different or is it quite similar?
0: It's very similar because uh, Uncle Zucks over at Facebook bought out Instagram <laughs> x amount of years ago.
2: So he still has my DNA on file.
0: He sure does. Dang He's it. got it all, Ryan. He's coming for you. I'm telling you. <laughs> but in a friendly if, way. If, if he wants
2: to sell it and somebody wants to be me, they're welcome to it. Right. I'll Take a just, shot. I will disappear into Belize and I'll be like a piece of beef jerky right. on a beach somewhere. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, Instagram is uh, one and the same with Facebook. When it comes to advertising, you can even, I could write out the same ad to post to Facebook and put the same thing on on uh, Instagram because Instagram is effectively now a placement for your Facebook ad now, when I say a placement, there's tons of different placements. Whether it's your mobile newsfeed, desktop newsfeed, there's something called the Audience Network, uh, in-stream videos, interstitial ads, banner ads, um, like Facebook see, Stories, Instagram Stories. Yeah, the stories. Yes, that's a yeah. The highest the places that are going to get the most hits are first of all going to be mobile because 88 percent of people who access their Facebook on a daily basis basis do it on the mobile phone. Makes sense, right? Um, <clears throat> so the um, Instagram and Facebook stories are huge, as well as the mobile news feeds. Those those are going to be your biggest ones that are going to get the most hits. Um, so when you when you're able to create an ad that you can also post on Facebook, the same thing can go to Instagram. It's it's as simple as clicking a little checkbox on yeah. my end.
2: So is that why, like, at the bottom of every year one of your posts, it says post to Facebook, post to Twitter, "post," a, you know, post all? Yes,
0: that? it's the same thing when you when you post organically. It gives you the option to do so on uh, Instagram as well.
2: So um, how, how effective do you see, like, the the organic, like, the normal person um, who just has their Instagram singer-songwriter guy who is, like, dark room sitting in front of his you know, his iPhone recording Mm -hmm. a song, like what are the metrics to that? And do people just need to stop doing that and adopt a more professional look and a more professional like atmosphere? Uh, So
0: on these days, Facebook and Instagram audiences love what's real. Um, There's a lot of fake out there these days, right? You know, it started back in the nineties with reality TV. Everyone's being fake, even though it's reality TV, right? Um, you get a lot what? of that. Yeah, asp- <laughs> can you believe that? I know. I didn't mean to w- rock your world there, but
2: I, w- I watched the second <laughs> season of The Real World, and it was totally real. I, mean, I was a I was a big puck fan. Yeah, is rides a bicycle around San Francisco, and then the cowboy guy.
0: Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah, I digress. Uh, back to crushing your dreams. Yeah, yes. so reality TV is fake. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he, he
1: put a little like a thumbtack in crushing your dreams so he could come back to
2: it
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. What, he just
2: keeps wrapping the same yeah. thread yeah. around we're it gonna, right.
0: we're gonna keep bringing it back like a good Excellent. comedian That's right? right yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, when it comes to being real on Facebook and Instagram there's tons of fake out there especially on Instagram with all you know the Instagram models and people living a fake life through social media uh, the general consumer of social media loves to see something real so Um, Even when you're doing videos and imagery in your Facebook advertising or your organic posting, hold out your iPhone and, you know, take a picture of you smiling or you take a video of you doing your thing. That's real. You know, you don't have a professional setting. Maybe your walls are gray and you look like you live in the home of a serial killer. It doesn't matter. You know, you want to be real. If people see that you're being real, then they jive with that.
2: He's being very real because that's kind of where he is. (laughs) He thinks this podcast is all real. It's It's funny you picked gray out of
0: yeah, I've got my access or exit points picked out. Yeah. I've got a window here and a door here. Oh
2: man, we made we put him by the door. What were you? Thinking? I know. I know. Were you, you guys are Really Lee? bad killers <laughs> so <much> for a <laughs> captive type yeah, situation. we again. This is only our second podcast in yeah, our set, and it, our yeah. second murder. So yeah. mark that down. Mark yeah, that well, down. Yeah. What's in that closet? <laughs> don't worry notes. about the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. Yeah. Don't worry about the closet. That's where the last guy is. Um, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> actually, um, Wampler was on the phone. We Wampler's no longer with us. Yeah, <laughs> 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 now he is. He put out a new YouTube this week. He did. They're yeah, been recorded.
0: I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. Yeah, he yeah
1: it did. was
2: pre-recorded. pre-recorded yeah. yeah, did he? Uh, did he mention us? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably <laughs>
0: not. If he knew better.
1: So I think there's a you know it sounds like there's a lot of aspects to what you could do for people in that type of situation, bands, singer songwriters, um, things of that nature, to to grow their fan base, um, build their subscribers, things of that nature. Um, I want to see if you can maybe just go through a couple bullet points on what you would do and then talk about how they can get in touch with you so you can help them as well.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I wanted one thing I want to leave with your listeners today is to give them the knowledge of um, an ideal funnel for a singer, songwriter or a, a band. Um, now for those who don't know, uh, a sales, a sales or marketing funnel, think of it as a, uh, one of the funnels, you know, when you're changing your oil or something, it's wide at the top and it funnels down to the neck, right? So at the bottom of that funnel is your end goal, whether it's selling more concert tickets or booking more gigs, or simply just building your YouTube following, have that goal in mind and work backwards. So working back up that neck, um, Starting with the, the third part of this, the end goal is being successful and remarketing to the people you, that you've now got in your world, right? Going back through there, you're looking at YouTube and email. How do you get people to subscribe to your YouTube channel and your email? Because the more people that do that, that gives you far more ability to reach them organically, meaning that these people are your top fans because they chose to subscribe and they chose to um, have you show up in their inbox however many times a week you choose to do that. But how do you get people to that list? Go Working back up to the top of this funnel, Facebook and Instagram. And how do you get people interested in you? You gotta show more people what you have to offer. So that's when you use Facebook and Instagram to reach a cold audience. Um, it's basically using those ads to get people's foot in your door. Bring them to your doorstep so that you can say, hey, you know, you liked this video, how about you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can check out all my videos, you can check out my, my weekly video or however often you're on there. And while you're at it, why don't you uh, sign up to my, um, my email subscription. That way I send out, uh, let's say, two weekly emails where I'm letting you know my next gig, I'm letting you know my newest song drops or any news or notes that you need to hear from me, you're in there. And then when you get to the bottom of that funnel, now you've got someone who was a cold audience. You know, they didn't know you existed. Now they love your music. They're seeing you on loop every week. They're sh- you're showing up in their inbox every week. And you can use these people to create a list that you can then take back to Facebook and say, hey, I've got 900 people who love my music. Here's all their emails. I'm gonna upload this in Facebook to a custom audience. And Facebook will take the people who, um, these emails and, You say, I want to create a lookalike audience. This means that here's 900 people who love what I do. I want to find tons more people who are like these 900 people because they are more likely to like my music. So then you take that to Facebook, and you can work in all four phases of this funnel. And Facebook will say, all right, hey, good news. We just found 10,000 people in the Cincinnati area who who match the people who love your music. And then I can say, all right, let's run an ad to them. That way, we're not. We, you can run cold traffic because you always want to bring in more people. But when you're running them to an audience that, it, I wouldn't call this a warm audience, but it's warmer because these people are like the ones who love you. You you have a much more a much higher chance of conversion, whatever your conversion goal may be. Heck yeah!
2: So uh, we have a really really important segment here that we have started on the podcast, and we basically play quick game of would you rather so awesome would you rather the alien that first makes first contact be robotic or organic you mean like a human
0: (laughs) (laughs) a human alien. it's not
2: nice to talk about me right here (laughs) 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 would you would you rather that okay let's say you're abducted would you rather be abducted by a robot or something organic.
0: Mm. I'm gonna go organic because I don't know how much I trust robots. I mean, I used robots in marketing, like when it comes to messenger marketing. But I don't know, like if it's a giant humanoid-looking robot, I don't really trust those because they could no, tear you no apart. Right? You no know emotion. You no to emotion. Appeal to their. Own yeah, he could rip my head off and he'll just laugh. Yeah. It's, is Side it a strong note. robot? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, robots don't know their own strength unless they're programmed to. That's true. Who's programming the robot? Oh. So ultimately, it's always going to be organic. Mm-hmm. It's always going to come down to organics. It's just the one that makes first contact, whether it's like a joystick robot kind of thing. Yeah. What's your favorite alien from a movie?
0: Uh, I See, I'm not huge into aliens, but <sighs> I was once terrified of E.T. as a child, so let's go with that one. <laughs> was it because
2: of the, the long... Long, light yeah. of the like Abra- Abraham Lincoln fingers. I think
0: it was like the poop emoji looking head sort of <laughs> thing. Like, so
1: we know what that,
2: yeah, you know, how that
1: like first came about. Now, the the, the poop emoji.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sideways yeah. ET head. There you go. Sideways ET. Steven, head.
2: Yeah. 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 Steven Spielberg <laughs> missed right. out on missed out on that you marketing. Said Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. No, I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> the next question. The next the really one, important question. One. Yeah. The next one. Would you rather be covered in fur? Or covered in scales, see, I love uh, this question with Brian. this is because uh, I wonder the
1: first time I met him, I was like, I wonder how he would answer that <laughs> that specific well, question that there. exact one and mm.
0: I, I know it's odd, but interesting yeah. well i'm I'm gonna go fur, okay, because I'm terrified of snakes, and they have scales.
2: What other things are you terrified? This is great. Like I feel like we're. Oh this is now going to become a counseling session. Uh, yeah,
0: it could be. Yeah, I've, I've got. A, you got beer. We could really turn it sure. into a counseling session. Perfect. <laughs> I have a
2: half-empty bottle of Bi Bubbles. I don't know if that'll do. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, well, we've had an incredible time. I mean, this has been incredibly enlightening. Um, this is a, a a great way for um, all bands and all of our listeners to to be able to utilize this this wonderful like inex- generally inexpensive way to engage new listeners to your music um, to all creatives this is a this is a great thing um. So Brian what are some ways that uh, what is a way that folks can get in touch with you and 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 have continue this sort of conversation
0: Yeah absolutely so you can reach me um, I have a website uh, it's not the greatest website it's more of a formality but it's got more information on what I'm able to do for you it's uh www.ricochetdm.com so that's r i c o c h e t d m as in digital marketing.com Um, the, probably the quickest way to get a hold of me, if you, if you're feeling up to it, get, shoot me an email. It's my first name. So Brian, B-R-I-E-N. Yeah. A little different. So weird. So strange. It's part of that Irish thing we were talking about earlier. Oh, look at me with my (laughs) shillelagh. (laughs) That's right. Uh, so it's Brian at ricochetdm.com. So and I, I would absolutely love to uh, work with any bands, musicians, music stores that are looking to mm-hmm. to grow their fan base, grow their sales. You name it, we'll talk about it. We'll make it happen.
1: I think we'll uh, we'll put all your information as well on our Instagram page and Facebook awesome. and uh, and all of that. And that but we won't boost it
2: because that's because that's a waste of money. Don't you dare! Just that's throw right. your
0: shekels at me, and we'll we'll put it on ads.
2: I don't <laughs> I don't know that you want me throwing handfuls of nickels at you. That's that was a conversation okay. we had earlier. <laughs> anyway,
1: so, so you're available. Bands, musicians, anybody can get a hold of you with the information you provided, yep. and and you can get to work for them on their behalf to help them be the best entity they can be Absolutely. through digital marketing.
0: Absolutely. Yep. You you can work with me. I, I I'd love to work with uh bands, musicians, and help you guys get more of a following. um You know, whatever your goals are, work towards those. And j- just to leave you with a little note, you know the. When it comes to advertising, there's a million different avenues you can go, but everybody knows that everybody's eyeballs are on social media. Like the world is going digital. It's, it's already digital. It's already there. But when it comes to being seen, you need to be on Facebook and Instagram. In, in my opinion, you need to be paying into the beast to see more people because the potential for return on investment is huge. And Facebook is going to be one of your least expensive options for advertising. Um, it's to reach those amount of eyeballs and use the targeting capabilities that they give you the price that they ask is not huge.
2: That's awesome.
0: That's
1: yeah. awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for meeting with us. Uh, we've got Brian Guerin here with ricochet digital marketing. Uh, Ryan's here. I'm Lee. You have been listening to third pod music.
2: We will see you next
1: time.